On Wildcard, the new podcast from NPR, you'll hear people like comedian Jenny Slate reflect on their lives. What is something you think about very differently today than you did 10 years ago? Dressing. Like, not salad dressing. I've always loved it and I'll never stop. Dressing my body. That's all part of the new game show, Wildcard, only from NPR. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Janine Herbst. The European Union's highest diplomat is criticizing Israel for shooting at Palestinians while they tried to pull food from an aid convoy. More than 100 Palestinians died in the incident last Thursday. Deaths, Israel says, were caused by the stampede. Terry Schultz reports the EU is demanding an international investigation. EU Foreign Policy Chief Joseph Burrell says it is unjustifiable that Israel fired on Palestinian civilians trying to get food. We request an impartial international investigation on this tragic event, allowing for a clear picture of the events and responsibilities, Burrell says in a statement. He adds that, quote, it is Israel's responsibility to comply with the rules of international law and to protect the distribution of humanitarian aid to civilian populations. Burrell reiterates that the EU has condemned the October 7th Hamas attack on Israel and supports Israel's right to self-defense. But he says the Israeli government should cooperate more with the United Nations to make sure humanitarian aid can be delivered. For NPR News, I'm Terry Schultz in Brussels. A major snowstorm is pummeling California, Sierra, Nevada, including Lake Tahoe. Sophia Holm of member station KUNR reports higher elevations could see as much as 12 feet of snow. Snowplows are running up and down the streets at regular intervals, pushing snow into driveways as they pass. Chris Lewinsky and his wife, Kathy Ludwig, are experiencing their second winter in Tahoe. He says they're stocked up on food and equipment. We've got a generator, so we're, we're set. I mean, it doesn't, it's kind of nice having nowhere to go, and we really can't go anywhere. The local hardware store says they have pretty much sold out of rechargeable lights, batteries, and propane heaters. A blizzard warning through Sunday morning covers a 300-mile stretch from north of Lake Tahoe to south of Yosemite National Park. For NPR News, I'm Sophia Holman Reno. This week, the Environmental Protection Agency launched a $3 billion effort to clean up the nation's ports, important for climate change and also local air quality, because emissions around those ports can harm people's health. And Pierce Camila Dominoski reports. Two years ago, Democrats passed a major climate law, dubbed the Inflation Reduction Act, that aimed to cut emissions through financial incentives. Carrots, not sticks. The Clean Ports Program is one of those carrots. Billions in grants now available for ports to buy new zero-emission equipment. Think wiring up ports so docked ships can run on electricity instead of burning fuel, buying zero-emission harbourcraft or cargo handlers. Air pollution at ports does the most harm to people living nearby, typically low-income communities. The nonprofit Earth Justice called this clean ports program transformative, while also urging similar initiatives for freight rail and calling for more regulations, a.k.a. some sticks. Camila Dominoski, NPR News. This is NPR News. A U.K. ship that was attacked by Houthi rebels nearly two weeks ago has sunk in the Red Sea after taking on water. The Ruby Mar was carrying fertilizer and had earlier leaked fuel, which officials say could cause environmental damage. 
Persistent Houthi attacks over Israel's war on Hamas have already disrupted traffic in the crucial waterway for cargo and energy shipments, and many ships have turned away from the route. The sinking could mean more detours and higher insurance rates put on vessels plying the waterway, potentially driving up global inflation and affecting aid shipments in the region. After months of protests and listening sessions, the Indiana University Board of Trustees is keeping the Kinsey Institute at the school. Ethan Sandweiss from member station WFIU has more. A law passed last year blocked state funds from supporting the world-famous Sex Research Institute. IU administrators plan to separate Kinsey into a nonprofit, drawing criticism from Kinsey staff and supporters. Quinn Buckner, chair of the IU Board of Trustees, hopes their Friday vote satisfies both state law and Kinsey stakeholders. What you've seen today is the administration's willingness to listen, collaborate with colleagues across the university on a solution to tough challenges. The university said its solution will maintain faculty positions at Kinsey and keep its valuable collections intact. For NPR News, I'm Ethan Sandweiss in New Albany, Indiana. LeBron James is on the verge of becoming the first player ever to score 40,000 points in tonight's Los Angeles Lakers game against the Denver Nuggets. James is averaging more than 25 points a game this season at the age of 39. This is NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from Sattva. Sattva luxury mattresses are every bit as elegant as the most expensive brands, but because they're sold online, they're about half the price. Visit SAATVA.com slash NPR and save an additional $200.